You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. You know when the models are getting their pictures taken on the beach, they have mm-hmm. the big reflectors? Mm-hmm. We could replace those reflectors with you, and they would be... <laughs> I, I, I can't even argue this because I like if you've seen Powder, you've seen the movie Powder. Like that—that's basically me. Grab some poutine and a double double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do. Every week, Travis Curra. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people too. Talk fantasy football bring you the latest in CFL news and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hook! And we're part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, Brazilian Thai. It's the week of love. How are you getting ready for Valentine's Day? <laughs> How do you think I'm getting ready? I'll, 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 let you, I'll let you spitball and I'll actually tell you what I'm doing. Uh, I don't know if I want to guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, there is a wedding this weekend. Maybe you might be able to get some over the Valentine's uh, residual leftovers, I guess, uh, at at the wedding. I don't know. Is, is that what you're going for? Yeah, well, let's go with that. I am so domesticated. I was making homemade buns this afternoon. Yeah, I was uh, golfing this afternoon, so uh, I have zero situation, and I can do whatever I want, so it's pretty sweet. <laughs> golfing. Uh, let's see. It's minus 23. Explain yep. this to me. Uh, let's Golf in Lloydminster. It is a virtual golf center. Uh, there's five of us. Everybody drank like two or three beer. I drank eight, uh, and here we are. We also oh. won. We also <laughs> won the scramble. So, I mean, I I was the only one there that didn't have kids or a wife, and I decided to take full advantage of that. (laughs) Oh, man. So, has it already hit you, or is it going to hit you in the middle of the podcast? Uh, Depends. If we start talking about Montreal, it's going to get real Western real quick. All right. Let's get into it. In the Huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out Podcast. Well, Commissioner Ambrosi has really been on sort of a global tour. Uh, He's been setting partnerships all over the world. The Nordic countries, Finland, Norway, Sweden, Denmark, uh, Austria, France, Germany. He was not kidding when he said he was going to take the CFL global, and some continue to be uh, offended by it, saying that uh, they need to get to work on the CBA, but they really do seem oddly relaxed and not too worried about getting that done. But uh, this one, they put out with the Nordic uh, partnership here, is that some of the top players are actually going to be coming to Canada for the National Combine next month. And this... This is definitely like a long-term vision because Mm -hmm. they want to create better ways for some of the players from Europe to not only just come play in the CFL and go to camps and do that, but to come over and attend Canadian universities and play U sports in junior football and get an earlier start on the Canadian game. I, I... I don't know. I don't see anything bad about this. I I think it's a win-win here. Can can you give me one example as to how this hurts the CFL? I can't. I I honestly cannot think of 
a bad thing that could come out of this. Exactly. Uh, you know, Ambrosi from the start has been, uh, you know, he's been very pointed as to where he wants to go and what he wants to do with this league, whether it's been rule changes or, or stuff like that. And, you know, coming going into Europe like he has and coming through with all these deals, it, it does nothing but help the league. It's, it's not going to hinder the league in any way, shape, or form. Uh, people saying that he's spending too much time on the road and not uh, worrying about the CBA. Uh, well, you know, the CFLPA has already said they're not ready to negotiate until, what was it, March? So it has zero to do with it. Uh, the more eyes on the league, the more opportunities that the league provides, it's just better for the league as a whole, in my opinion. The AAF, uh, they got underway this weekend. Did you catch any of the action? Uh, Well, I I drove home from Grand Prairie yesterday about noon, so I I wasn't able to catch anything live. Uh, The one highlight I did see was one of the quarterbacks getting absolutely lit up and his helmet flying further than the ball did. And I think he... Stayed in the game. Yeah, so the concussion protocol is obviously really good in that league. It's it's, I mean, it might be it might be it might be better than anything we've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but I know the players refer uh, to the AAF when it comes to what they might be looking for in the CBA, and I think a big one is health insurance. If they are able to get that, I am thinking the players are going to be willing to take some concessions here. Well, I, I, I totally agree. Like, I mean, to, to play the game of football it puts a monstrous toll on the human body. Uh, it, and, you know, I, I don't remember who it was. I, I think it was Odell Willis tweeted out today, and this being Sunday, that, the average American rookie in the CFL co- goes home with fifteen thousand dollars, and that that's through eighteen games. And you know, the the AAF is is paying more, and and they're financially stable for five years, allegedly. Like we we don't know any of this for sure, but it it's really tough to turn down the money when you're playing this game. And and you know, if if guys want to look at that as a viable option, you, you can't blame them. Uh, as we stay looking at some of the off-the-field stuff, the Montreal Alouettes, uh, here we go, Ty, uh, they debuted a new look last week. And what did you uh, take away from the whole thing? I thought that the event that they held, it looked awesome. It, it looked mm-hmm. legit, and I think it brings their uniform and their look into you know the present. Even those jerseys that they were wearing when they debuted them, they they kind of looked old. I, I think the Owls, I think everybody can admit, they probably had some of the worst uniforms in the league. Um, they were very dated, but now I, I really I really like what they've done with the whole thing. Oh, it, hands down, that it it's it might arguably be one of the best jerseys uh, in the CFL right now uh, with their new their new rollout. Like to be honest, their their logo was cartoonish, and and I'm not yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that to crap on the owls just for the sake of the swear jar. Like to have that bird <laughs> carrying the like it, it was it was a cartoon bird doing like carrying the football. It was a cartoon. 
that you didn't see that in a lot of other professional sports. The most cartoony thing you get is gritty uh, in the NHL right now. That being said, uh, if John Bowman doesn't retire, I'm getting an Alouette's John Bowman jersey. It, like, th- this new jersey is legit one of the best I've ever seen. Well, speaking of John Bowman, he has been modeling some of the new gear. So does that mean he's going to be back? <laughs> Hashtag segue. Um <laughs> he was in the Bahamas <laughs> modeling the new gear, which I thought was pretty badass. Yeah, How do you beat that? I, I was down there too, but they were like, "Ah, no, you're way too ripped. You you can't be in the photo shoot." So, so what did you do on the beach? I, I or uh, at poolside? I imagine you getting oh, I, as I went, red as a lobster. No, I went. I went about waist deep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because well, we we know where this is going, right? Because I, I really had to go to the bathroom. Because <laughs> I feel like you know when the models are getting their pictures taken on the beach, they mm-hmm. have the big reflectors. Mm-hmm. We could replace those reflectors with you, and they would be. Just- <laughs> I, I I can't even argue this because I like if you've seen Powder, you've seen the movie Powder. Like that, that's basically me. <laughs> no, they they look they look great. Uh the logo on the helmet looks weird. But at the same time when you That's look That's gonna take some getting used right? to, but we, but we haven't you seen look, a football helmet look like that. No, but when you look straight at it, there's the M. Yeah. You, you have the M, and when we look sideways, there's the wings. Like it, it all works together and I think they look phenomenal. Uh yeah, I you know, like it. They, they look way better than their front office does. And I just <laughs> oh, so I worked I worked one in there. So <laughs> I mean, I I I think it's a great look. Uh, I love the color scheme. I've always loved the Owls color scheme. I, I think it's unreal. Uh, but the, the just the whole I don't know revision of everything. Uh, just it looks really good, and and it seems like they they know what they're doing. And like like I said, with the with the on the helmet with the M and the wings, and they've kind of thought it all out, and it looks really good. All right, and with free agency starting tomorrow, we'll get to our official, I guess, preview right away here. Let's stay with some of the coaching moves uh, that have happened since we last uh, recorded a show. This is not really a move, but John Huffnagel is going to get inducted into the Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Fame in April. So shout out to Huff from the Stampeders. And Jacques Chapdelaine returns to Toronto after last coaching there in 1992. It was his first CFL job. He was doing uh, the special teams back then. But now he is going to be their OC and quarterbacks coach hopefully to try and get Franklin and or McLeod Bethel Thompson to the next level. It seems like Pop uh, likes his Jacques Japdelaine uh, a little bit, bringing him back to Toronto. But uh, there are a lot of people in this league that uh, aren't fans of old Chapdelaine anymore. I think they probably would have liked to have some new blood there in uh, Argo land. I, I am one of them. Uh, if I am the Argos, I want nothing to do with Jock Chapdelaine because he does not put any emphasis on the running game, as we saw in Saskatchewan, where Jerome Messam would get 15 carries one week and two the next. Uh, if I'm James Wilder, I I want out. Uh, it 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 just I don't know. It, Chapdelaine just irks me. He just rubs me the wrong way. I have no 
confidence in his offensive scheme or how he calls plays. It just it just well, there seems, you have it. It just it well am I wrong though? Like look what he did when he was in no. Saskatchewan. <laughs> look what he did when he was in Saskatchewan. Messam would get twenty carries and then two carries and then fifteen and then three carries and then twenty and then two again. It's like, dude, commit, figure out your scheme and go with it. None, none of this like jumping around. Like it makes zero sense to me. Like I I understand professional sports. Uh, as an Oiler fan, I understand the old boys club. Don't get me wrong; I get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's brutal, but and I understand. In almost every professional sports league, it coaches are recycled, and I, I totally understand it and I get it because guys have done it. The experience means a lot. But when you have a guy like Jacques Chapdelaine who has never, like, or I shouldn't say never, but the last. When he was an OC in Saskatchewan, I had zero faith in that offense. And, and you know, you would think that another team would see that uh, looking at the offense that he ran in Saskatchewan and be like, eh, maybe not the best fit. At the same time, maybe with Chapdelaine, you know, James Franklin or Bethel Thompson throwing 50 times a game uh, could help their development, maybe. Yeah, we'll see uh, how uh, how that offense fares this year because, man, at times last year – it was not pretty in mm-hmm. Toronto. Um, let's pivot to Saskatchewan, and they continue to promote from within. Jeremy O'Day is now the GM. Craig Dickinson is now the head coach. And Jason Shivers is now the defensive coordinator. This will be his fourth year in Saskatchewan. Uh, I guess towards the end of last year, uh, Jones had him calling the place, uh, calling a few plays here and there. So maybe the system in Saskatchewan is not going to be as drastically different as some maybe have thought, especially on the defensive side. And it seems like the players do really like Craig Dickinson. So even though Chris Jones is gone, they seem to have some sort of continuity going into next season. And that's big for football teams, I think. Oh, it's huge. And we talked about it, uh, you know, when Jones left that, Continuity was going to be a huge thing with this team, uh, whether it be promoting from within or finding guys that wanted to come coach that had the same ideals. Uh, you know, Shivers coming in, it, it'll be a change. It might not be that big of a change. Uh, at the same time, it, it really doesn't matter how good this defense is, who's playing quarterback for the Riders. So I, I think as, as good of a signing, or maybe not signing, as a promotion as this is for Shivers, I think it's going to be swept under the rug once free agency starts if this team doesn't get a doesn't get a uh, quarterback. So continuity is how you say it, not continuity. No, yeah, it's continuity. Like I mean <laughs> I, I don't I don't know, Trav. I've only been podcasting for two years, but I didn't go to I I didn't go to school or anything. I don't know how to say words apparently. I know how to <laughs> hey, I know how to add numbers. I'm a surveyor, but that's about all I can do. <laughs> yeah, my English. Oh, not good <laughs> let's, at all. Let's let's not even <laughs> let's not even talk about it. <laughs> this podcast brought to you by ATB Financial and go to ATB for their new no fee all in digital checking and savings accounts. We don't need the mail, we don't need the paper. We can save the trees and the best part about it is it is uh, no monthly fees, no minimum balance. 
Ty doesn't have to worry. I do. I need to worry about a minimum balance. <laughs> nah, I wouldn't say I have to worry about a minimum balance. <laughs> Unlimited digital transactions and interact e-transfers. So uh, get into the 20th century with uh, ATB Financial and the new digital no-fee all-in bank account, no more paper, none of that stuff, and it's all 24-7. That's the best part about it. So Speak, Speaking about paying bills. What? Spank, speaking about paying bills, you know how, like, you know, you got you got to pay to heat your house and, and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. especially had, with the weather it's been, we've had lately. Yeah, it was minus 36 in Lloydminster last night. You know what I turned on when I went to bed? The air conditioning? Yep. Why? Because it was 22 in my condo. Oh, that's too hot. That, oh, I turned it, I, I turned my AC on at 17 and it ran all night. Slept, slept like a baby. <laughs> ATB.com to check out the new no-fee all-in bank account. All right, so free agency gets underway this week. I am almost 100% certain by the time that most listen to this, Maybe half the players will be signed, but let's uh, let's do our best, kind of go team by team a little bit here. The Ottawa Red Blacks have actually signed some guys to extensions. Jonathan Rose, uh, DB. They actually signed Chris Randall, who was let go by Winnipeg early this year. So they've got some horses in their secondary all of a sudden. Jason Lazon Sagan on the offensive line extends for two years. Uh, Canadian uh, defensive lineman Michael Clark. Lawson uh, extends, and so does Dominic Davis, which is <laughs> Who really right interesting. Now is their starting quarterback? Yeah, when when he came in at times last year, it looked like the Red Blacks' offense was lost. Mm-hmm. But he's got a cannon on him. There is no denying that he's, he he's can, Uncle Rico. He can, yeah, he can chuck the ball, but. Trevor Harris is a free agent, and Mm -hmm. I guess it's impossible to talk about him without talking about a certain other one or two quarterbacks. So let's just go that way uh, right now. Um, Name, name Name one other notable free agent quarterback in the CFL. Like, name one. Can you, can you, can you, no, just name one. Can you just name one? Yeah, Mike Riley. Yeah, but what about Bo? Well, that's that's why I wanted to talk about both of them. <laughs> oh, 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 I see where you're going now. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> the Eskimos granted BC mm-hmm. um, permission to talk to Mike Riley. And from what the reports say, it looks like it's all but done, that he's going to be heading to BC. Um, some actually thought that Edmonton was going to trade BC his rights uh, so they could get a head start on signing him. But when they gave him permission to talk to him, why would they trade them anything? So Why, why would I, they give him permission without trading rights? That that's makes, what I mean. That so, makes zero sense to me. So I don't know if a trade is going to happen, but it looks like it's all but done mm-hmm. that Mike Riley is going to to BC. And the thing that is blowing my mind about this whole thing is the amount of money that allegedly could be going Mike Riley's way in the $700,000 range. Well, well, he's no Casey Printers. 
Well, if he's getting paid that much, I think the Eskimos might be better off without him. Okay, it may, I, I I agree salary cap wise, but at the same That's time, what I'm saying. well, at the same time, though, who do you replace Mike Riley with? And if you say Danny O'Brien, I'm hanging up the phone. <laughs> Well, here's the thing, and this is this started with Trevor Harris. I think the Eskimos take a run at him. I would take Kevin Glenn at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I think the Eskimos take a run at Harris. I don't, I don't know if Harris is going anywhere. I, it depends. Did he like playing with Jason Moss when Moss was in Ottawa? Uh, who didn't? <laughs> like at that really, time, really, really, look that, at that offense, offense was awesome. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, he wouldn't have the same weapons in Edmonton, uh, and the O-line would be a downgrade. So if I am Trevor Harris, I am staying put. Yeah, I I don't know what's going to happen with Edmonton here because, I mean, everybody's kind of saying uh, Darrell Walker is going to go where Mike Riley goes. So if he goes to B.C., and they've already re-signed Brian Burnham. Um, they re-signed TJ Lee on Sunday as well. Um, and if they're paying Mike Riley the amount that the reports say, the Lions are going to be losing some talent too. Um, uh, Chris Rainey this is, is every, going to be this gone. This is every offseason, right? I don't know what they paid Devere Posey for uh, limited action last year. I assume he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, Jonathan Jennings is off the books. Jeremiah Johnson is a free agent. Sean Lemon is a free agent. Um, Manny Arsenal, Arsenal. is yep. a free agent as well. So they, he they, might be he might be gone. They they do not have a quarterback on their roster right now due to free agency out of their. Out of Lule, Jennings, and Fajardo, everybody's a free agent. They're putting all their eggs in the Mike Riley basket, but we'll see. He's one guy. I mean, they already have Brian Burnham. Um, if they're able to get Darrell Walker, Riley, Burnham, and Walker is a damn good start to your offense, but are they going to be able to afford to improve the offensive line or anywhere else? Well, I, I don't want to crap on that BC offensive line like, Ed Hervey tried to rebuild it, and he did a he did a damn good job the last two years of, of putting an O line in front of Lule and Jennings that was able to protect them and, and you know establish a run game with Jeremiah Johnson. At the same time, uh, Mike Riley is a totally different quarterback than he, he he's in a different league uh, than any other quarterback in the CFL. Where you know if a play breaks down. He's, he can run for 20, 25, 30 yards, where you look at a guy like Bo Levi or Travis Lule, who, who's gone through the injuries from trying to scramble, or Trevor Harris, where they're they're not going to be the guy to get you those yards to get first downs. But you look at a guy like Mike Rowley, where he doesn't need the, the, the best offensive line. He's offensive line to fit that scheme where he is able to, to do what he does offensively and 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 on the ground, where you know BC, if they are able to go after Mike Riley and get him, where they can kind of build it. I know it sounds weird and it just seems totally 
wrong, or you can build an O line around the quarterback. Like, am I am I crazy there, or am I am I just being comp- a complete idiot? Would you pay seven hundred k for a thirty four year old quarterback? Is he thirty four? Yes. Uh, how many Grey Cups? One. One. <sighs> Is he Doug Flutie? No. Then no. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to downplay Mike Riley and his talent. But Unless I'm the Riders, but I'm a little biased there. <laughs> I <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, the way I would manage a salary cap, but I have won exactly zero championships dude, dude, there. Dude, I'm an Oilers fan. The salary cap is like French to me. <laughs> and let's talk about that other free agent quarterback, uh, Bo Levi Mitchell mm-hmm. in Calgary, uh, because the stamps have started to re-sign guys. Uh, Jamar Wall, uh, they've signed three guys on the offensive line. Ucombre Williams, Brad Erdos, uh, Shane Bergman. Uh, they've re-signed Corey Greenwood. Terry Williams, Brandon Smith, who, by the way, has been with the Stamps since 2008. He has six Grey Cup appearances. He has had an amazing career in Calgary, and he just doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, yeah, it's 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 ridiculous how much how much that guy makes a difference, and the fact that nobody talks about him just seems a little out of touch. Yeah. So, Bo Levi Mitchell. There were talks that he's he's had a number of NFL offers. Uh, basically, mm-hmm. didn't hasn't really liked the guaranteed money he's seen. Uh, the Denver Broncos kind of seemed the the favorites to sign him, but at the same time, there was a report that came out. I guess at the beginning of January that Huffnagel basically said, "Please let us know by the end of January." what you're going to do. And that kind of came and went. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a feeling that Bo's not going to take a discount just to continue to play in Calgary. So <laughs> when you say, um, who's Ottawa going to go go for? I assume they would throw an offer Bo's way. Uh, Saskatchewan will throw an offer Bo's way. And Calgary's going to throw an offer Bo's way. Everyone is going to, yeah, I, except for BC. Uh, well, at the same time, though, tell me a team that wouldn't want Bo Levi as a starting quarterback. Right right now, regardless of what we see teams doing to set themselves oh. up for free agency, there's no team in the league that wouldn't want Mike Riley, Trevor Harris, or Bo Levi Mitchell. And Bo Levi is going to command the same money if not more, that uh, than Mike Riley. And he turns 29 in mm-hmm. March. So he is five years younger. He, he plays a bit of a different style. He he runs less. He gets hit less. I, I think he's probably the most valuable free agent quarterback coming available on Tuesday. And it would not shock me one bit if... Bo Levi heads east and goes to Saskatchewan, which I want to see because all oh. of the trash oh. talk that Ryder fans have spewed about Bo Levi Mitchell. It's like it's like they don't him, know anything. <laughs> to have him in green and white would be absolutely hilarious. But the Riders, 
within the last few days have had meetings with Zach Kalaros as well. So <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, contingent on what happens with Bo or if we're going to be waiting even longer on Bo. But what's so interesting about this is that everyone was almost sure that we were going to be waiting for these guys to sign until the CBA was done. Now it almost seems like the CBA and the salary cap could be built around the salaries that these two big quarterbacks are going to get paid. You know, at, to a point, I, I understand that thinking where, you know, the, the, let's be honest, in the CFL, without a quarterback, you're, you're not going to get much done as a franchise. Uh, we've seen it time and time again, uh, you know, I don't want to crap on Zach Kalaros, but he was absolute garbage this year. And, you know, the Riders sure went 12 and 6. Uh, playoffs meant, did nothing. Um, Bo Levi and Mike Riley, I almost put, I want to put Mike Riley in a class of his own, but you almost can't just because of the age. Uh, either one of these guys, no matter where they sign, makes a team a great cup contender. And, you know, we haven't had that in the CFL where there's two guys that can do that in a real long time. They could be playing until they're 40. I mean, AC did it. Uh, uh, Ray yeah, be, has behind an be, be, offensive line that was basically a bunch of Mack trucks. Ray has, I mean, done it up until last year, and there's a guy. Could, could he be heading... Back to Edmonton to Kevin finish Glenn. his career, and yeah, Kevin, Kevin Glenn. So I mean, if the Lions get five or six more years out of uh, Mike Riley, of course it is going to be worth it for their franchise. And just the way he is, uh, he might be able to sell some more tickets in BC mm-hmm. as well. And there's nothing wrong, which which with could that be huge. Either. Yeah, which that that's absolutely huge for the franchise. And you see it in every sport. In places where they struggle to draw, and the and that, you know it, the, the Jays this year are going to be the epitome of that, where everybody knows that it's a rebuilding year, but they have Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and people are going to want to see him play. Uh, you know, if there is a a football team in the CFL that maybe is not where the fan base thinks they should be, but they make a huge signing. Uh, early in the year could be a huge bump up for attendance. Uh, where is Bo going to play if you if you could pick? It, like, okay, wait. When you say if I could pick. <laughs> Go with your head. Head, Calgary. Calgary. Yeah. Part uh, of me, <laughs> I don't know. Why, Maybe why, I'm buying why, into the hype. Give me one reason why he would leave that situation that is not money-related. Yeah, but if somebody's willing to pay you more, then whatever. I, I, I if 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 he wants to win and if he wants to keep that legacy, he stays in Calgary. So if, if the LOS wants... offered him, you know, five hundred thousand dollars more, would he go to the Owls? No. Saskatchewan has the off the field stuff, which I don't know if Bo really cares about. I don't know if the um, off the field stuff is as big a deal as we've made it out to be or you know as i've tried to make it out to be because i hate chris jones but it as much as i that whole front office and you know with chris jones gone now in saskatchewan it just seems like 
maybe stuff might be a little more stable. I, I don't know. That's I don't just know, me. man. If That's I just could me. get free uh, car washes and free blizzards and free Italian star paninis for life... I don't know, man. That's okay, but, uh, that's but, a pretty big incentive. Where, where are you getting these blizzards from? Well, at the Elephant Stone. Ele- uh... Elephant Stone Dairy Queen. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Jumbo, please. Uh, my address is beep, 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 beep. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, if Bo looks at that uh, <laughs> and... Let's face it; he would be, he would be an absolute superstar. Oh, I, I, he I don't is. think it matters. I don't think it matters where he goes. I w- I would take Bo over Mike Riley. So, like, and it has nothing to do with skill. I I get like you know fantasy fantasy football wise. I take Mike Riley all day, every day, twice on Sunday. It whatever. But when I'm looking at a franchise, I take Bo. He's six years younger. Or sorry, five years younger, and you know he he does the same stuff Riley does minus the rushing. So if I get the same passing game out of them, uh, I I can fill in the holes as I need to go if I'm a GM. It's going to be very interesting week ahead. The Riders have extended Mike Edom, and you know what their their free agent list uh, is oh. headlined by Willie Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um. He is available. He was their yeah MOP last year. Um, he might take one more shot at the National Football League, but I think there's a guy that's going to go with who's going to pay him. And if Saskatchewan's not going to pay him, that is going to leave uh, a pretty big hole in that defensive line. <laughs> It's a huge hole, and you can't blame a guy uh, for going for the money uh, after playing as long as he did. Uh, And looking at the offensive side of the ball, like we said all last year, the quarterback situation in this offense in in Saskatchewan was such a big issue, and and it showed in in the West Semi where they only scored 17 points. Uh, Kalaros didn't look like he knew what was going on kind of thing. But you look at their free agent list, forget – like I, I know Willie Jefferson's a huge piece, but Zach Kalaros, Brandon Bridge, Rob Bag, uh, maybe not a huge piece, but Cameron Marshall, Naaman Roosevelt, Devin Bailey, Jordan Williams Lambert, Caleb Hawley, and Brian Jones are all free agents. If if Saskatchewan goes out and signs a big name quarterback, namely Mike Riley, Bo Levi Mitchell, Trevor Harris, one of those three, who do they throw the ball to? <laughs> like no, this is a serious question. Who does he throw the ball to? Like, does Eddie Steele come and play tight end? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, that name in Roosevelt could be out of town as well. So there's th- there's a lot of changes for every single team. But the team that I think could be taking the biggest hit, other than Edmonton, who could be losing their quarterback, losing three of their top receivers. They've lost their middle linebacker who went to be a coach in Calgary. I <laughs> I don't know how that one happened. And as a sidebar, I know a lot of the fans are blaming and putting all of this on Len Rhodes. And maybe indirectly, it is uh, 
his fault uh, for basically firing Ed Hervey uh, a few years ago because <laughs> oh. winning was. Oh, we're talking about the Eskimos. Oh, I wasn't sure was when you started. Winning was not enough. Winning was not enough. So oh, man. that has led us to this point where the Eskimos have had a really rough oh. off season, but the Bombers could be having some losses here as well. Matthias Goosen retires off of the offensive line. Suk Chung is available, and it looks like they're not really close on making a deal. Taylor Loeffler is available, and it looks like they're drifting apart. And Javon Santos Knox is available as well. So when they signed uh, Adam Big Hill to that big deal, they mm-hmm. could be losing three big-name players right there on top of Goosen, who has retired. Well, and we talked about that too when when Big Hill signed that deal. That you know there was going to have to be uh, cuts or maybe moves uh, somewhere else, namely on the defense, because normally teams don't pay a lot uh, for defense unless it's a middle linebacker, safety, uh, maybe an interior lineman or a exterior lineman pass rush. And you look at guys like Santos Knox and Loeffler and Suk Chung that. You know, like Loeffler, uh, being a Canadian, that is huge for any team that can wrap up Taylor Loeffler. And, and he, between him and Adam Big Hill, in my opinion, and, you know, take it, take it with a grain of salt, I think those should have been the two signings that they need to make. It, it's with any team, you have to build with the middle. Uh, you know, with a middle linebacker in your safety, Taylor Loeffler, Adam Bakehill, that's that's huge for any defense. Uh, if they if they can't figure out a way to get these guys uh, signed and under contract, and with Goose and retiring, um, it, it's going to be real tough. But then you look at it, the Bombers they have Dembski, Keenan LaFrance, Ryan Langford, and Kenny Lawler as their free agents right now on the offensive side of the ball. And Nick Dembski is really the only one that worries me about not coming back. So they have built somewhat of a system where there is continuity in their offense and, and enough of the defense uh, where, you know, they can try to fill holes. But I mean, Loeffler and, and, and guys like that are just really hard to replace. The S to their credit were able to sign, uh, re-sign Kwaku Boateng, and I mm-hmm. do think they did all they could do to re-sign uh, Mike Riley. It just uh, there were some factors that the Eskimos could not control uh, to bring him back. Uh, the Argos signed running back Brandon Burks for another two years. Bear Woods will be back. Abdul Kane, Jermaine Gabriel, Terrence Plummer, Alden Darby, one of the few bright spots in the Argo defense uh, last year. The Ticats are able to keep a lot of their uh, offense together. Brandon Banks will be back for two years. Uh, Nikita Whitlock re-signs. He was a defensive lineman and a running back, which I yeah. think is a unique combination. He's, he's the but, man. Uh, but Alex Green is going to be mm-hmm. back, and Mike Daly will be back on the defense. So I think probably the quietest team heading into free agency probably will be the Hamilton Tiger Cats, although Delvin Bro on the defense is available, and he might uh, have some money coming his way this week. Oh, uh, you know, he, he is the epitome of a shutdown corner. Quarterbacks are afraid to throw to his side of the field. Uh, and when you have a guy like that, 
where you can have one guy covering receiver. You don't have to worry about safety help over the top or you know somebody covering underneath. It just opens up so many more options for your defense to cover everybody else, and it just makes it that much harder uh, for a quarterback to read your defense. It'll be fun to see what happens with a guy like Deron Carter or a guy like B.J. Cunningham, who has been, I think, the best mm. receiver in Montreal uh, for the last little while. Well, I think the short he's had, list. He's had uh, some potential, mm-hmm. but really no nobody throwing to him for a little while. Uh, Micah Johnson is available in Calgary. And, uh, something to watch heading into free agency is how many guys – like to go play closer to home. That is a big deal, I think, now in today's CFL player than it has been in the past. But, I mean, with almost 200 players uh, as free agents, there's going to be a lot of movement. Do you care to make any predictions? Uh, For what? (laughs) Players leaving. Oh, man. It... There's just so many options. Uh, you look at Hamilton right now, uh, their quarterback situation is short up. Uh, Chris Williams, Mark McDonald's, Shama Chambers, Mike Jones, Sinkfield Jr., uh, Terrence Tolliver, they're all free agents. Uh, just as an example, like, there's so many teams that have a lot of free agents. And I, I talked about, or I talked with uh, some people that listen to the podcast and that, that I talk to on a regular basis and, they're like, uh, what is what, are, what is this team going to do with this player or this player? They're like, you know, the amount of free agents right now, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, well, it, like ninety percent of them are going to resign. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like, we we won't we won't have anything to talk about uh, for another week once everybody's signed. And, and there's guys that aren't going to leave. Uh, they're just going to free. They're just going to the the absolute maximum timeline they can. Uh, it, it's really tough. Like between Bo, Mike Riley, Trevor Harris, those guys can literally go anywhere in the league they want, as long as a team can afford to put them on their roster. Uh, Saskatchewan obviously needs to address their concerns at quarterback. That being said, if you have a quarterback, you can't you can't have a quarterback in there with no receivers. Uh, it's I don't know, man. It, it, it's going to be a crapshoot. Like I. <laughs> well, it really is like okay. So if you're if you're the Riders, are you going after Riley, Bo, or Trevor? If you're if you're anybody, but Winnipeg is the only team that won't go after a quarterback, right? Well, yeah, and uh, Hamilton won't with Mazzoli. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I think Montreal is going to stick with Manzel, whether uh, they you want have to have to a contingency <laughs> plan though. At that point, yeah. So I I don't know uh, if I if I'm if I'm a betting man I say Riley to BC, Bo to Saskatchewan, Trevor to Calgary. Man, I might say, uh, well, <laughs> is is any quarterback going to want to sign in Edmonton at this point? <laughs> uh, Kevin Glenn. Uh, I figured Harris maybe go to Edmonton, Bo to Saskatchewan, and yeah, Riley to. BC, but <laughs> uh, Riley's probably going to be the first one announced on mm-hmm. Tuesday. Uh, we'll, we'll see what the rest happens the rest of the week, but it is going to be a fun one. We'll uh, we'll come to you again uh, next week, and 
I'm assuming we're going to have a lot to talk about and, uh, with the signings. And it'll be a joint effort. We, we will actually have a podcast where we're together. The second one ever. Right? And uh, <laughs> I also have some food-related news, if it's not too late. What? I had chicken cordon bleu, or sorry, bleu, for the first time last week. <laughs> And? and well, if it's if it's all it's hyped up to be, I was disappointed. Uh, Maybe it was just because it was in camp, but like I get it, chicken, ham, and cheese. Like it, it sounds like it'd be really good, but all I could taste was the chicken and the breading because uh, everything at camp is deep fried. Is it? Oh man, the only thing that's not deep fried is the vegetables, and even then, sometimes you're iffy. <laughs> is it frozen stuff? I I don't know. I don't eat the vegetables. <laughs> I, well, I did mean the chicken cordon bleu. But. Oh, guaranteed it is because it's like oh. let's say let's say the the chicken breast is like eight inches long. There's like three inches of ham and cheese, and the rest is all just chicken and breading. <laughs> so, yeah, you deserve a better one, man. But like, but like, <laughs> but like, before I cut into it, I looked at the guy I was with. I'm like. I'm going to like this, right? Like, there's no weird sauces and stuff. He's like, no, man. It's just ham and cheese. I'm like, it's like the greatest sandwich ever. And he's like, well, yeah. I'm like, okay, don't don't say any more. I'm going to eat it. <laughs> oh, I love how cultured you're getting. Oh, man, I try. Uh, they had What's ca- next? Chicken they had- parm? <laughs> don't, whoa, hey, whoa. Chicken parm, you taste so good. Don't, don't, don't knock chicken parm. I love chicken I'm not. parm. <laughs> um, they did have they did have cabbage rolls uh, last week. How were they? Guess how many I ate. Who did you eat anything else? Yes. Uh, I'm gonna guess around dozen. I would say zero, but okay. You you don't like them? I've never tried them, and the 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 smell of that sauce is like no, I'm good. All right, this podcast is over. <laughs> we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, I, powered I by ATB. Less. <laughs> Check out Bollywood is for Lovers with Matt and Aaron. They explore the world of Hindi cinema through the lens of two Canadian cinephiles, which I absolutely uh, love. Because if you've ever taken a look at some of the Bollywood stuff on YouTube, some of the greatest action sequences in film history and I am not exaggerating they got some great stuff and Matt and Aaron take you through the world of Bollywood and Bollywood is for lovers check out the Alberta Podcast Network uh, website at albertapodcastnetwork.com it's brand new it's so organized it's spick and spam so enjoy that we will talk to you next week when some of these dominoes continue to fall as we still are about three months away from the season getting underway I'm Travis Curra he's Brazilian Ty we'll talk to you soon thanks for listening Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.